Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is your man Siege here with my man E. Carter on the C Podcast SEE Sports Entertainment and Extra. Extra C. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I heard the fan, and I, I was about to say first class podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie. Hey, right back, snap right back in the first class podcast boat. But uh, what's going on, everybody? What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling good, man. Been making a couple moves this week. Uh, you know, just a, another day in the life, man, of a podcast. So you know how I go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Making moves every day, striving towards that goal. Uh, we appreciate everybody who is uh, tuning in with us today. As always, we appreciate y'all. We got a lot to talk about today. Well, not a whole lot, but. Some top, some small topics that could probably turn into some big ones. So just uh, check us out. Uh, we're gonna start with the NBA today. Talk about the NBA draft lottery. Just specifically, some of the key, some of the key positions for teams in this draft or in this draft lottery. I thought it was funny that uh, I was I was looking at the, the NBA news. You know how we do throughout the week. We watch all the games we can. We look at all of the news. And I saw that the Pelicans was trolling the Lakers. Like, we hope y'all do good in the draft lottery. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, what? Like, why would they do that? Then it hit me. They made that trade with them. So <laughs> they made the trade with them. So the Pelicans got the eighth pick in the lottery through the Lakers. And uh, they, so they looking to get even better next year. While I can't, can't consumably see the Lakers getting any better unless, you know, people getting healthier. They make a few trades. Uh, but I don't know. I just had to bring that right out the gate because that was hilarious to me, bro. <laughs> what you got? Anything to say about the lottery yourself? Um, not too much, man. I think it's it's a good chance for um for the Thunder to get better because they at number two and at fourteen. So you know that that gives them two quality picks. You know what I'm saying? Two so. and twelve, I think. Two and twelve. I think Cavs should be at fourteen. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cavs yeah. My fault. Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 two and twelve, but still, you know what I mean. That gives them two, two good, uh, two good quality picks, man, for at uh, two, two and twelve. Uh, and I, I'm not gonna lie, they need that. I can't tell you one, one person that plays on, on the Thunder, like at all. So, you know, most of the teams that I've seen in here, nothing really shocked me. You know, maybe seeing the Trailblazers at seven, even though they've been a pretty, you know, what I'm saying playoff, playoff contender team for the last couple of years. Last couple of seasons, so that might have been the only thing that shocked me. But other than that, man, I think it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't really see anything that was too shocking, but I did think like you know how to how we normally see the draft in the NBA and how people say, "Oh, this team got the number one pick," which this year to be the Orlando Magic. We've seen number one picks come. We've seen them go. We've seen them. We've seen number one picks bust bust out the league. But we also seen uh, Hall of Famers come out of the second round, which is not considered a lottery, of course. We also seen Hall of Famers come at the tail end of the first round. So I think that's why the NBA draft is so interesting because there's still a lot of moving going along, uh, you know, moving to be done. Uh, and, you know, you see those things, like the Spurs, for instance. I just like to bring them up because I just saw them come across the bottom of the screen, but they drafted Kawhi Leonard, what, 15th overall with the pick that Indiana Pacers gave him. Indiana Pacers, I don't even remember who they drafted that year. Uh, I don't even remember who they drafted that year. But Kawhi Leonard was the pick that I they <laughs> traded away uh, 
for for uh, for that for that 15th pick. And then you know, like I said, Hall of Famers, you know, in the second round, Manu Ginobili's the uh, the the Draymond's of the world, and I don't even know if Draymond was drafted specifically in the second. I think he was drafted in the second round, but he wasn't drafted in the lottery. I'm gonna tell you that. So, <laughs> so, I, and I'll get that correction a little bit later on. But I just wanted to bring up the draft lottery because it's interesting, and I love to see what's gonna happen. Because I guarantee you, it's not everybody in that dra- in that draft lottery is not going to be picking at their designated spots or keep the player that they that that they pick picking that spot. So wanted to just bring that up because so interesting, man. NBA draft NBA draft time is interesting, you know. And we'll we can discuss a few of those stories in a little bit after we talk about some of these people that's in the NBA conference finals. Yes, sir. All right, so your boy's playing tonight, man. What you think so far? Uh, let's go Boston for one. <laughs> Got to put that in there. Let's go Boston. Um, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's going to be. It's a lot of good matchups, man. Uh, I think uh, as far as speaking of Boston, Boston and Miami, they're playing right now. Boston was up by eight before before we had got uh, got on, but um. I think Boston and Miami matches up well. And what it was great to see when I was watching the uh, the first half of it is the difference of play. And that, and it was kind of what I expected going into this game. So <clears throat> for all of those who watched the Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee series, it was they took a lot of threes. A lot of threes weren't really crashed going into the paint, getting a lot of shots in the paint and stuff like that. But the thing is, all of that was – from my understanding, man, I think all of that was by design. It's like, look, they got they got Giannis that, that has an end-of-paint presence on offense and defense. You got Lopez. You got um, – oh, man, his name just fell out of my head. I want to call him Baby KG. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Though, but uh, tall, dark-skinned cuz, man. He remind me of KG. He, uh, my, you know – Bobby Portis? Yeah, Bobby Portis. Thank you. I, like I said, his whole name fell out of my head. I was about to call him KG. <laughs> but but yeah, so they got they got those three players at least right there that got real uh, in the paint presence, especially on defense. So with all of that being said, it's like all right, if we if we bang with them in the paint, man, we're gonna mess around and lose that matchup. So we got to get them out on the perimeter, get our in the paint shots so we can. Now you switch that up to Miami. Miami don't have all of those big bodies in there. Boston actually, just looking at them, is the bigger team, you know what I'm saying, as far as size. So just so, just uh, for example, in the first half uh, of this game, they got – they had scored like I think 56 or 58 points in the first half, 40, 42 of those points came in the paint. So now it's it's the opposite, you know what I'm saying? They're not living, live or dying by the three now. Now you're getting that – extra ball movement, people crashing the paint, getting buckets in the paint because it's a difference of a side differential. So I think now you'll see a more complete Boston team instead of living living or dying by the three. And I think uh, in that series alone, I think they match up well, to be honest, on both sides. Gotcha. I said Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis does not play for y'all. He played for Milwaukee. No, that's, <laughs> that's – I mean, that's what I was saying. That's what his name, Bobby Portis. Oh, okay, or, okay, uh, okay. For Milwaukee. 
Yeah, from Milwaukee. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Then. All right. I thought I was making another mistake. All right. Cool. Cool. You know, I've been, my mind been all over the place. Uh, I think y'all are one of the most tenacious defensive teams in the NBA, just across the board, especially with the amount of bodies y'all can throw at people and the defensive skills that y'all have. Obviously, y'all have the defensive player of the year, so we got to start there. Uh, Jason Tatum is not a slouch on defense. Is he a defender? Like, would you be like, oh, I'm going to put him all defensive first team five years in a row? No, but he's a defender. Jalen Brown, to me, is looks like a little bit of a better defender. The only thing that I would say about Miami is they have shooting and then they have they have experience in terms of in terms of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, man, with this playoff time, I don't know what switch get flipped in his in his psyche, his mindset, but he is a different animal consistently in the playoffs and he seems to be able to get his team better. Hero last year was a good player, you know what I'm saying? You've seen him coming along. This particular year, he took a step forward. So that was amazing to see. Uh, amazing to see him step forward. And he's a better shooter than most, most of the most of the players that y'all have on y'all roster. Now, the key factor for me for y'all, I mean, you see teams like Earp teams, you see players like uh Grant Williams the third came out and and had a great 27 piece on them last game to advance y'all um, in Milwaukee. And then you see, you see Marcus Smart, obviously, with key. He has six points back-to-back in, I think, game six to force the game seven in a paint, not to mention the key two three-pointers he made uh, in the third quarter to bring y'all back into the in, back into the fold. And then, and then you see, I can't even think his name right now, but he to me, he was just the catalyst when y'all got him back from Atlanta. Uh, Al Horford. Al Horford, man, that dude turned back the clock this playoffs. So I think if he can get going and he can force like a Bam Adebayo to come out to the three-point line and, and defend him, I think it's going to be, it, you know, all of those quick first steps from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum going to be hard to stop. Uh, but, like I said, they still have an excellent defender in Jimmy Butler. Hero can make shots. Bam is a great defender. So this is one of the most, one of the most evenly matched, it seems to me, series in the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, and, uh, and the thing is, Al, Al Horford is not even playing tonight. Right, yeah, right. But it's just, a, but just ser- as a series whole, if he if he gets going, it's going to be big trouble. It's going to be big, big trouble for Miami. So uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Definitely see in that series. Now, who you got? I know you got Boston in that series. I already picked the Heat last last show. I said the Heat will be going to the NBA Finals, so we are opposed there. Uh, so maybe maybe after this game, we'll put some bruise on it or something. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, we'll figure out what that is, and we'll we'll go ahead with that one. But then the next series is interesting as well, just because of the way the Game Seven took place uh, for Dallas came out and, and barbecued the Phoenix Suns <laughs> last, last game. And, and uh, barbecue chicken. I mean, I, I called you at one point, and I was like, man, when they made that trade for Spencer Dinwiddie, I told y'all that that 30-piece he put on them, I was like, smooth 30-piece. And then, uh, obviously, we, we know what Luca did. 
Uh, they had a couple other players that did their thing too, but it's just they they cooked them. That's all I gotta say about that. So now going into this Warrior series, uh, what do you think is gonna happen there? I don't know. <clears throat> I think it's I think that that series is gonna be a good series as well. I think they match up well too. Um uh because Dallas got a couple role players. Like you said, you got the uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, you got Luca, you got those other um, role players that got to step up, especially in the playoffs. Um, but then you switch that over to Golden State. They was kind of rocky against the Timberwolves, you know, as far as like shooting performance and stuff like that. So the thing is, is that if they can get going, you know what I'm saying, with the little with the extra rest and all of that type stuff, and they have the most, they're the most experienced team in the playoffs right now. So with them, I think, you know, I give them them the advantage on the the uh just the veteran leadership and the most and the more experience in that matchup. So you still got you can't count out uh Steph Curry, you can't uh, count out um uh Thompson, Draymond, you know, then you got the young boys pool, <coughs> excuse me, uh Gary Payton. <coughs> oh man, excuse me. You saw you got Wiggins. So <clears throat> I think uh I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the edge out to, to Golden State, to be honest, on that one. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to say the same thing. And I think the only reason is is because as good as Luca is, as good as he was in the last game, uh, and in, just in the series as a whole. Uh, he is not going to be able to outshoot Golden State on a consistent basis. Now, Spencer Dinwiddie, like I said, he was a good player. Now, and yes, I was right about Spencer Dinwiddie playing a, a, a big role, you know, or being a good player moving to Boston or moving to Boston. Wow. Moving to Dallas, excuse me, in, in, in that trade. I still don't expect him to do what he did on a nightly basis. Whereas if Steph Curry doesn't go off now you have you still have clay thompson and then if you clay thompson doesn't go off then you have great defensive play and uh, and uh, floor general play from draymond and and his defense is still his defense is still superb then you have jordan Poole who came on came into his own this year and he was looking like a looking like a steph curry like they put his my player points up <laughs> gary payton the second you know what I'm saying? He was doing his thing. He's doing his thing too. Athletic player. So, so I just think they they. It's the same thing with y'all. I think y'all have bodies to throw. I think they have bodies to throw too, but they have people who can shoot. And Luca, even though Luca is a great player, you know what I'm saying in the league now, he's still not a great three point shooter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he can get into the paint and 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 score his buckets and post people up. But I think he'll have a little harder time with Draymond. That's number one. If Draymond is the one guarding, which he should be, <laughs> um, and then if then Spencer, like I said, Spencer Dinwiddie is he? He's not going to be. He's not going to be consistently shooting threes like he was, or maybe he is. Maybe he'll shut me up. Oh, the other guy was Brunson. Brunson was the other guy who balled for Dallas uh, last game too. He's he's not going to consistently ball like that. You know what I mean? Every game, or maybe like I said, maybe he'll shut me up. But I don't believe that they have consistent enough uh, play from those players to get it done. And if I'm being honest, I don't this year. I don't think this series will go seven. Um, just 
just for the potential of of the shooting. Yeah, I think it. <clears throat> I think it might start off kind of even the first couple of games, uh, just because Luca is a, a a matchup problem. But I like Draymond Green, man. I know Draymond Green get a lot of slack from people, but I like his game, man. Excuse me, I like his game. It's uh. He's physical. He's going to try to get in your head, get into your body. You know what I'm saying? So where you're comfortable comfortable at, he's gonna, he's trying to make you uncomfortable. And I think something like that to happen to Luca, if he throw, if his game is off, then the whole there's nobody else that they can actually go to and be like, all right, I'm having a bad game. It's on you to take this game over to, to Willis back versus <clears throat> some of the other teams that's in the play. Like right. if uh, if Steph Curry is having a bad game, Clay Thompson can take over, or uh, Jordan Poole can come in and, and, and ignite it, or Draymond Green can ignite it, or Wiggins can come in and make a couple of plays. Uh, for the Boston and Miami series, if uh, like we've seen in the Milwaukee series that Jason Tatum had a slow game, but Brown was dropping thirty pieces, Horford was dropping thirty pieces. You know what I'm saying? And then vice versa, if, if uh, Butler, if Jimmy Butler is having a slow game, then Tyler Eero or some of the other guys can kind of step up and kind of pull their weight around. I think when it comes to Dallas, it's either Luka has a big game or a consistent game and they're in the chance to win it. Or if he if he's not getting it going, then you're pretty much already out of it. Right. Yeah, I completely agree with that statement there. I just think it's going to be hard for them to overcome, especially if you get – Steph Curry in Steph Curry get 18 points in the fourth quarter. Like sort of, yeah, it's like once you once you get that going, it's over with. And don't let Clay get started. Because <laughs> if Clay gets started and they both go on, then you might lose by 40. So, <laughs> so and I think that's I think that's more of a, a bet a sure bet than you know Luca's three point shooting out you know Luca out shooting their team, you know, like he did last game. So yeah, so I'll put that there. Um, real quick before we get off the NBA, bro, I gotta bring up Patrick Beverly, bro. <laughs> I bring up this guy, this, this dude, this dude is hilarious, bro. Like he believe what he's saying, but it's hilarious. Like he went on ESPN all day talking about CP3, talking about how nobody was afraid of the Suns, but they was afraid of Luca. You know what I'm saying? I did see where Damian Lillard came out, and, and you know what I'm saying. Basically, was like, you know, this guy coming out here. Trash and players, or whatever, or speaking on speaking on personal conversations, or whatever. Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but uh, I just Patrick Beverly, man, this dude got to be quiet. Man. <laughs> he got to be quiet. <laughs> like, like, who are you, bro? Like, like. I mean, obviously, you're the NBA. You've been in the NBA for a while. You'll be considered a good defender. But get out of here, bro! Like you, you can't be putting Chris Paul. Like, he going to the Hall of Fame, and you not even you not gonna sniff it, my guy. <laughs> That's just in my opinion. But uh, anything you want to say about that, bro? <clears throat> man, the guy needs to be stopped, man. Like the thing is, like, like you, like you just said, Pat Bev, man, as a defender, yeah, he's a great, he's a great defender in the league. He is. But uh, Matt Barnes has said it. He was like, listen, man, basically the same thing that you just said. CP3 is a Hall of Famer, easily. You know what I'm saying? Great player who had a bad, bad series. <clears throat> Don't go out here and 
he Matt Barnes even put himself in that category. He was like, nobody mentions guys like us. We don't get those mentions. It's, after your career is over, nobody's going to come back and be like, oh, my God, Pat Beverly. But everybody is going to remember the Chris Pauls of the league. You know what I'm saying? He was like basically just telling them, just telling him to know his place and know his role. Like, and then two, I think it's he hurting himself for other opportunities outside of basketball. You know what I'm saying? They bring you on to be help to be like an analyst or a commentator and stuff like that for the league. All right, come and be an analyst. If you don't, if you're not a fan of his. Cool, but it's ways to do that. You you came on TV and just start bashing the man like, oh, nobody, he can't guard nobody, and ain't nobody scared of CP3. And then turn around later, I seen another thing clip later that he was talking like, uh, oh, I mean, I I like what he's done for the game of basketball. Like, bro, come on, man, you you got to pick a side, man. It just it just seemed like he don't he don't know how to turn his that defensive aggressive switch off. Like that's he just seemed like that he that guy like all the time. <laughs> Which probably is not the case, but I've seen the clip earlier. It was a uh, Stephen A. Smith, J.J. Redick, and Pat Bev. And uh, Stephen A. was like talking to J.J. Like, man, do you you wanna you wanna have him first, or I'll go? And then J.J. Like, nah, I already, I already got him earlier. Pat, like, bro, what you mean? What you mean you got me earlier? He's like, man, I already had you on the show earlier. Like, we already talked about some stuff earlier. Like, basically saying, I'll go second. You can go first because we just had him on our show earlier this morning. Like, bro, you had a 10, bro. No, we're not doing full court press right now, man. This is not for no <laughs> championship. Like, you're you on TV, bro. Dial it back and chill. Like, especially if it's <laughs> no room for it to be that combative. Now, if you're in a combative uh, – <clears throat> disagreement or argument as far as the whatever topic y'all have all right cool love the passion but this is not the case man you just out there being just being that hater for real for real if you if you really want to call it yeah definitely being a hater and the other thing about it is too is if we really being honest and this is not me saying this this is the league saying this as well chris paul was was a, a great defender a better defender than pat beverly for a chunk of his career. Like Chris Paul was a great defender. He was leading the league in steals. You know what I'm saying? So so you can't you can't really he and he does it more on the offensive side of the game too. So you can't just come at Chris Paul like that when you're not even career wise up to his level on that side of the ball. Like, yeah, you had longevity as a great defender. So if somebody says who's a better defender, most people might jump up and be like, Oh, it's Pat Beverly. But actually Career-wise, it's Chris Paul. Right, so, man, he you, need to, so he needs to chill. <laughs> you're not even in the conversation, my guy. Chris Paul better at flopping, too. Thanks. <laughs> that's a stat. I, I swear, that's the one that's stat I probably hate the worst if we had to pick the top five floppers. Actually, that sounds like a good idea one of these days, bro. Going to pick, pick the top five, flop, top ten, top five floppers. And it's sad to say he's going to be on that list. <laughs> But yeah, man. So anyway, man, moving along with that. Oh, wait a minute. Let's see. We got a we got a comment. Uh, comment from Ethan. Thank you, Ethan, off YouTube. Does the Mavs have any chances of beating the Warriors? So actually, we uh we touched on this just a little bit earlier. Yes, they have a chance. 
Um, I think that the way that they have a chance is if they, they well, well, one, Steph Curry and and um, Clay Thompson will have to have have basically average shooting, average shooting performances, one or the other, and then they will have to get out, severely out rebounded. I think too. So I think uh, the Mavericks can do it with second chance points. Uh, second chance points and, and taking away second chance points away from the Warriors. I think it's going to be a little bit harder for the Mavs to beat for the Mavs to beat the Warriors just because of the, the shooting options that they have. Uh, like we named earlier, Jordan Poole. Draymond can hit him, you know, here and there when he's required to. Clay Thompson, obviously. Steph Curry, obviously. Gary Payton third, Andrew Wiggins. So they have more uh, shooting options as compared to Luka Doncic, who's who's actually not a great three-point shooter, uh, I think he was shooting in the mid mid to high thirty percent this year. I have to check that out uh, and be sure. So uh, he's a low three-point shooter. Spencer Dinwiddie is an okay three-point shooter, but he's not playing consistently enough uh, to hit those. Brunson is not a consistent player, so I think they do have a chance. But just I will give them probably about a. In my estimation, I would give them about a 35% chance uh, to beat the Warriors. Man, I said they got about a 20-piece. 20% chance for you? <laughs> yeah, like I said, man, <laughs> just because, like you said, man, uh, you got it's too many people that you got to slow down. And Golden State is also Golden State is also streaky. Now, they can, they can go 0 for 8 and then – Go then turn around and go on a 25 point, 25 to six, you know, run. Like, if you could slow down their runs, yes, that gives you a shot. But they they play great defense over there as well. So, there's not like they're not like the old Phoenix Suns, where all they had was offense and no defense and trying to win that way. They definitely play good quality defense over there, especially with Draymond, Draymond Green kind of orchestrating most of that. <clears throat> but they go on runs, they get out on the break well. And if you're not going to be able to slow him down, then and Luca is not one of them guys that's up and down the court making making you know last minute blocks and and all of that type stuff. So I, I like I said earlier, I think that Golden State has the um, most more experience, especially in the playoffs, and they can get streaky. So I actually give the Mavs maybe about if I had to put a number on about 25 percent chance of winning this. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you, Ethan, again for that comment. We really appreciate it. Yes, uh, if anybody else has a comment or a question, feel free to add it at the bottom. We will answer them while we're going along with the show. Uh, now, so that was real, the – yeah, go real ahead. Real quick, <clears throat> real quick before we move on, I do have a playoff update, though. Well, yes, sir. Miami is up 78 to 73. So they done, they done took that eight-point that eight point lead y'all had and flipped it on y'all heads. Yeah, I don't uh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do got a correction from earlier too. I did say Draymond was second. I don't like his third was, quarter, so it's still left. But I did say Draymond was uh, second round, and I was like, ah, oh, late first round. Nah, he was second. He was a second round pick. He was thirty fifth, thirty fifth. So, kudos to me for remembering that offhand. Uh, trying to remember it offhand. Anyway, uh, so we're gonna move off of the NBA conference finals, unless anybody uh, poses a question for us for the NBA finals conference finals and then we're going to shift over to the nfl schedule so the nfl schedule has become like this big thing now man like it's this big reveal 
You know what I'm saying? Kind of like how the draft lottery was highly, uh, highly not highly anticipated, but I would say highly marketed. Uh, the NFL schedule is just on some on some other stuff. Now, like the Chargers came out with an anime release for their schedule. Mm-hmm. It was dope, but they hated on the Browns in there. <laughs> so I was mad about that. Like, oh, y'all going to hate on this. We almost beat y'all. Y'all got lucky. But <laughs> but anyway, I got a couple phantom calls, uh, you know what I'm saying, to help y'all out. But anyway, uh, I see why they did it because everybody hating because we got the shine and we paid him that money and we set a new precedent. I get it. I understand. But that, but that was still pretty cool, the anime video. If you ain't watched that, check that out. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's just a big reveal, like I said. It's, uh, every show, every network was doing their own kind of reveal show or teams was doing, like, reveal videos and parties and all type of stuff for the schedule, which, uh, you know, when we were younger, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. But the NFL takeover is real. <laughs> it's definitely real. Uh, but I'm looking. I was looking down, up and down the schedule, and I saw some fantastic work by the schedule makers going even into week one. <clears throat> like, I, like I see that at one o'clock on Sunday, September 11th, the Bengals play the Steelers, and they play at home. That's a division game, week one. That is going to be amazing to watch. Uh, so I will be definitely tuning in that game. New England, Miami is another division game. They play each other. Like it's just all type the the it's just all type of all type of scheduling scheduling greatness in here. You got uh, Green Bay and Minnesota. They play each other. The Vegas and uh, the L.A. Chargers play each other. We get we get Russell Wilson going back to Seattle week one. Like like. Come on. Like, this is just great. <laughs> it's great week one stuff right here. I said L.A. Chargers. Uh, yeah, the L.A. Chargers was the one with the with the video. I was about to say, no, nah, it was the Rams, but no, nah, it was the Chargers. <laughs> I'm looking at the symbols like, wait a minute. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, the, the, schedules, the schedules definitely look good. Uh, like you said, that I was going to mention that as well. That you got early division games, early, you got division games early in the season, which you know usually you get them kind of like not as not week one early, you know what I'm saying? You might get them week what maybe three or four, and then somewhere in the in the middle, and then of course you like to end it up with it. I think they started. I think they just going a little bit in the uh, in the beginning, man, just to kind of even it all out. So you know, towards the end of the season, that the some of these teams and maybe it might come down to that last division game of the season to see who wins actually wins the division, which is, and it's always good to see it like that because, you know, the last couple of weeks of the season is, is more than likely playoff football for a lot of teams. Yeah, definitely. And then even just looking at going in and looking at, you know, the Brown schedule, um, we get the, we play the Panthers at the, at, uh, in North Carolina. We play, then we play the Jets at home. Then week three is Steelers. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we get that division game. We get that division game week three, which is still early. Then we play week seven. We play Ravens at uh, M&T Bank. Week eight, we play the Bengals. So, that's two division games back-to-back right before the bye week. 
So we would have played the three division opponents before our bye, which should give us a real indication on where we are as a team. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm looking at our schedule, and it looks – if I'm thinking where we should be at, like all things being equal, I'm looking like, okay, we should beat the Panthers. We should beat the Jets. Steelers, great defense. I don't know. We we beat them. We should beat them at, at, at home. We should beat them. We're at the Falcons. We should beat the Falcons. Chargers is a toss-up. Patriots whooped us last year. Resplit with y'all, so we one of the games with y'all. We we win. We might we know we'll win. Um, so one of those Bengals we swept them last year, so that could be a win. So we're looking at a, a, a great start, depending on who our quarterback is. Uh, you know, coming out the coming out the gate, which may propel us to the playoffs. And I'm just speaking about us right now just because I'm looking at that schedule. Yeah, and you got the jacket on, man. You got the uh, assistant coach, DB coach jacket on. You know, that's cool, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm never too far behind. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't, you know, even, had, wasn't even playing. But uh, <laughs> you know how to throw something on, man. You know, this is my, normally my go-to. Right. But uh, that was my, my question was going to be to you as far as who is going to – who who's gonna be our quarterback? Cause I it doesn't it wasn't a strong resource, but I seen on Twitter earlier today that that the Browns did announce that Deshaun Watson would be suspended for uh uh they just said a, a couple of games this season. They didn't quite say put a number on how many. They didn't say a good chunk, but they did say he would he will miss a couple of games this season. And I think that kind of is gonna be a a testament to how how y'all season play out because overall yeah good pick good trade but it's like what who does what before he gets to start and then what does he do once he is back in the lineup you know what I mean yeah I, I think it's interesting I think that's interesting too because we got Jacoby Brissett for that reason you know what I mean a capable quarterback that can come in and make plays especially when he has an offensive line and weapons. Um, and then I just saw a, a report where Kevin Stefanski, the coach, which you got, you can only take that for a grain of salt when coaches say something about certain players, especially ones they just drafted. But he was he was talking about his hands and how how he's in practice just catching everything. And, you know what I mean? It was just how good he was, and that's why he got him because of the way he's showing out and showing up you know, in, in, in practice. So when you have those weapons, those type of weapons, Amari Cooper, uh, David Njoku should be taking a step forward. Our running back stable is, I mean, we might as well, you, we probably got the best running back core top to bottom. <clears throat> top to bottom in the NBA. Yeah, ours is better than y'all's. <laughs> Our running back core better than y'all's. We got, we got Nick Chubb. Okay. Kareem Hunt. All right. Ernest. I don't even know who that is. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he put a buck 45 on somebody's head last year. I don't know who that was. And then we got old boy from Cincinnati, uh, Jerome Ford. I think I called him Jerome Brown last time. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see. Uh, but speaking back to speaking about schedules, I did glance. I glanced at our schedule real quick. Uh, we got we got we start off with Jets, Miami, Patriots, Bills. That's the first four weeks. I think we can win all four of those. 
<laughs> the I mean I think the the probably the toughest matchup out of the first four would probably be the Bills, uh, just because they are uh you know a playoff playoff uh, team and potentially Super Bowl contenders. Then right after that week five we got uh we then we get into division play because we got the Bengals then we got the Giants then we got Charlotte week seven. So. I don't know, man. Before the buy, I put it like this: We got a buy in week ten. Uh, I I can see us having a one, two, three, four, five. Mm, I put we could be over five hundred. You know, we could definitely have a winner, winner, winner record before before the uh, before the bye week in week ten, um, and. And it's just, you know, like I said, it's a little, it's interesting, especially for Baltimore, because we are getting all of these people back. We are getting, it's, it's kind of early for me to get to talk about our, our running core, especially when didn't nobody <laughs> run the ball last year, unfortunately, <laughs> but you know, we're getting, we're getting everybody coming back, <laughs> we're getting everybody coming back healthy in a way it looked like they're trying to revamp our, our defense and our secondary um, offense really didn't make too many changes, but we talked about that on the previous show. But overall, man, I'm, I'm kind of happy with the schedule. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of good football, man. We got a couple primetime games. I want to I want to say that our first primetime game is against Bengals on a Sunday night. We got a Sunday nighter against them, and then we got a turnaround two weeks after, three weeks after that. Got a Thursday night against uh, the Bucks. So you know. It's a, it's a lot of prime. We got some prime time games, which is always good to see. And hopefully everybody comes back, makes it out of training camp <laughs> and starts the season and, and come into the season healthy. But overall, good schedules. Yeah, man. And, and, and even like the way that they sorted out the sorted out the Thursday nights, like the, th- the Thursday night schedule, the, fr- the week two. Let's put it this way. Week two is the Chargers at Kansas City. Week three is Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Week four is uh, Miami at Cincinnati, which could be interesting depending on what what form of Miami and what form of Cincinnati we get. Cincinnati should still be pretty good offensively. Uh, so we should see, we'll see what they do. Then you got the Colts at Denver, which that's – who's not watching that one? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's going to be – uh, Matt Ryan led Indianapolis Colts with a, against the Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos team. Yeah, I'm definitely watching that. Washington and Chicago and eh. New Orleans and Arizona maybe watchable depending on what New Orleans you get. Then you got Baltimore and Tampa definitely watching that week eight. Um, you know what I'm saying? And then the rest of them is eh. <laughs> uh, so so I, I don't know. I'm just looking looking through looking through these and just and just seeing seeing what they what they put up and they got some a good chunk of good chunk of Thursday night games on there um Sunday night you mentioned y'all play Bengals week five uh on Sunday night who's not watching that San Francisco at Denver week three watching that Kansas City at Tampa week four watching that uh <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's like you just keep going down and you just see these amazing matchups. Tennessee at Kansas City, definitely watching that. Chargers, San Francisco, Bengals, Pittsburgh. So I mean I can do this, do this forever. 
<laughs> I'm just it's, they did a real good job at putting putting teams together, and then lat or putting team matchups together with teams on specific primetime days is what I'm what I'm getting at. The other thing I like I see that they did this year where they didn't necessarily do this last year with everybody. Uh, they put some storylines together, so we'll see. We'll get to see Carson Wentz go play the Eagles twice, obviously, because he's with the Commanders. But when he went to Indy, you know, they didn't do what they did for Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson, you're going back to Seattle. You know what I'm saying? And you can play Seattle straight out the gate. Or what they did for Tom Brady in Tampa when Tom Brady, or Tom Brady went to New England and got to play, you know what I'm saying, Mac Jones. They lost, but they still got to play him. You know what I mean, or what? And, and made that storyline to make us want to watch it. So they did that a little bit more this year. So uh, I can see them doing more of that in the future. So kudos to them. I'm definitely looking forward to watching my team play primetime games on Sunday night, once finally, and on a Thursday night. So thank you, NFL. Sorry. <laughs> right, so man, moving along, keeping it on the NFL side, but moving them to the more of the entertainment. You brought this up to my attention, so I'm gonna let you go off with this one, man. We're gonna talk about Frank Gore, man. What's going on with Frank Gore? Well, uh, I don't know if everybody knows it not, but Frank Gore and moved to boxing, man. He he's not <laughs> he did not take retirement lightly. He didn't say, ah, oh, you know what, I'm gonna just do some commentating, sit down and go golfing and relax. Nah, he stayed in the gym <laughs> and started a boxing career. Um, he did do a little exhibition match a while back, man, where he lost in a split decision. But this upcoming, well, this uh, previous fight, I want to say it was over the weekend, over this past weekend. I want to say it was Saturday. Um, he had a fight, and he won in dramatic fashion, got a knockout in his debut, debut uh, boxing, boxing career. So, just be nothing real, no big stories on that, but just shout out to Frank Gore, man. I love I loved him as a player and as a running back, man. He did a lot of big things. Um, with that longevity as a career, it's just amazing to see that he still got stuff in the tank to go out there and <laughs> and still play a, a high intensity sport. It's, it's crazy. You didn't play football for all of these years, and now you turn around and say, Hey, you know what? Let me get boxing to try. So but he won, so shout out to Frank Gore, man. One and no, starting off his boxing career. Yeah, definitely shout out to Frank Gore. It reminded me of Herschel Walker. Like Herschel Walker was still fighting because he went to uh, and did MMA for a while after he left. After he left the NFL, he did that for a while too. But uh, man, mm -hmm. to, to like you said, to have a Hall of Fame NFL career and then go to boxing and get hit in the head some more, man. Kudos to you. And definitely congratulations for your for your dub. So yeah, man. And I love boxing. So hopefully, you know, he'll move up enough so I can see him see him on uh top rank or something. All right. You know, I I'll definitely be checking that out. Uh, all right, man. Moving along, something else that's near and dear to my heart besides boxing. Star Wars, man, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> May the fourth be with everybody when they come back around next year. Right. Uh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I got my Star Wars socks, you know what I'm saying, everything popping. But <laughs> I bring this up because uh, so they did the first trilogy of movies. Uh, you know, they did the first trilogy of movies, and then they did the second trilogy uh, more recently, or started started a second trilogy more recently. 
but they stopped it and said that they are not doing a trilogy. That's going on the back burner. They're interested in telling stories and not trilogies. So they have named a new director for the for the next movie. I'm going to wait and see. I'm not even going to say the director's name yet because all of this stuff changes. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm excited. I want to see what type of story they're going to tell before they get back to the trilogies, but they're supposed to be putting it on the back burner. And if anybody knows me, I definitely have seen all of the Star Wars movies and the and the cartoons. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I, come on with it, man. Bring it on. I'm definitely going to check that out. I know you aren't really too much fool with the – Full with the force, bro. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I I do though. I'm not I'm not like an avid, you know, what I'm saying fan. But I want to say I've seen majority of the Star Wars. Like I have watched them. So it's not like I'm against Star Wars. I just don't go crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. But, I don't know, man. It's just man. It's just like one of them things you watch when you was a kid, and you'd be like, oh, it's so sweet, right? But yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know, man. They're supposed to be supposed to be bringing it bringing it out, and then of course they they put um they put the sh- you know the shows together. The Mandalorian is amazing, so I've been I've obviously been watching that or watch that, and then they're supposed to be coming out with or they already came out with Boba Fett, and then they're supposed to be coming out with a Darth Vader one. So I'm, let's go. I thought they was coming out with a, or that might be the movie they're trying to come out with the Obi Wan Kenobi. The Obi Wan, they coming out with Obi. Okay, that's why I was speaking of which. That's the last thing I seen. That's coming out real soon. Yeah. Oh, it's supposed to. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi coming out, Ahsoka and Andor. So they coming out with three more. Let's go. See, see, I know a little bit about some Star Wars, man. Come on now, don't I mean, I knew, count, count I knew Obi out. was. I knew Obi was coming out, but I. I figured, you know, that was you watch Disney Plus, that mug is plastered right in the middle of the screen, like Obi Wan. Like, yes, we know. Come on, Obi. <laughs> 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 oh, they brought uh they brought old boy back for that too to play uh Anakin. Oh, for real? Yeah, so he's gonna be Anakin in that just like um I can't even think of his name, man. I wanna say Ian McGregor, but that's probably not his name. <laughs> man obi they brought right. obi back to play obi they brought anakin back to play anakin facts <laughs> facts <laughs> so yeah man so I'm, I'm excited about that but uh i guess moving along all the video games go hard too but anyway moving along from that man we're gonna go i'm gonna look up this dude's name because i think it's ewan mcgregor but you know how i get with these names um you said you have been watching something, man. What, what you uh, been watching? Well, I got two things. Ozark, the end of Ozarks pissed me off. I'm not even going to lie. Pissed me off. And it's supposed to be the last one. So it ain't like a part three or, or another season. Like, it's supposed to be the end of it. And they just chopped it like that. Like, no, we didn't even see if they fully made it out or not. I'm, I'm highly disappointed. And that was the way that they ended it. I don't know if they had some budget cuts or what, but you know, you you definitely made your fans mad. Y'all need to come back with like another little quick three ep- three four episode limited series to finish that off pr- the proper way. <laughs> but, but other than that, man, I finally uh finally finished watching uh 
the last the season finale of uh, Snowfall, which this next season is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy because the way it ended, man, that is it's already on on ten, and they ended it on on twelve. Now they ended it on a hundred. I'm not even gonna lie. So with all that energy coming across in that next <laughs> season, it's gonna it's gonna be wild, man. So I know you're not really hip to Snowfall, man. I I'm telling you, you should get into it, especially now while the while the last season or the next season isn't up yet. So it's like five seasons in. So by the time this sixth season drop, boy, it's gonna be crazy. But I other mean, than that, I see that. Right. I, I get there I eventually. I get I get to all them series eventually. Like I got a like a list in my queue. Like I'll be like, I'm going here and I'm going here, I'm going here, and I'm going over here. Oh, and I was right. His name is definitely Ian McGregor. So let's let's go. Right again. <laughs> I have some confidence in my naming, man. That's all. I just gotta have some confidence in my naming. But yeah, man, so Ian McGregor, so I, I can be confident in saying that. The guy who played Anakin, aka Darth, is Hayden Christensen. Let's go. <laughs> but all right, bro. yeah, man, I'm gonna get to Snowfall eventually. Everybody told me it was good. I gotta, I gotta get to that, and then I still gotta get to. Um, uh, see, I, I was about thinking about how I finished Breaking Bad. Now I'm like, I gotta watch Breaking Bad. No, I already watched. It. Not watching it again. I need to come to me. Oh, I gotta watch the shot. That's that's what everybody else keep telling me was good too. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. I might start that. That might be my next thing I start. To be all the way honest, I haven't seen that at all. Yeah, gotta check out the shot. All right, man. So yeah, moving along from that, man. So uh, man, you gotta gotta get your Star Wars bag, man. We can get get on some shooting. Ain't like shooting zombies on Call of Duty, but hey, it's still fun. Fly you some fly you some Tie Fighters, <laughs> bro. Some X Wings, you heard? <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> but all right, bro. Uh, now I'm getting into our next topic: the extra sheet. sheet. Hey, what's going on with you, man? You got some extra sheet? Not really, man. <laughs> to be honest, this week I don't really had nothing that either popped out or was extra funny or just something that I needed to talk about for real. Uh, nah, not really. Really, man, just overall, man, just excited to – to because this is the first time in a while that I've actually been excited to watch some of these playoff games. So that's pretty much the only extra I really got is diving into the rest of these playoff games, man. I think they're going to finish up nice. And uh, speaking of just basketball, man, y'all need to start diving into the WNBA just a little bit more. Them, them ladies over there playing some great ball. And they got – and this is, this is the first year of them shortening up their season. I think they only got like 30 – 35, 38 games. So, you know, tune into that, man. Show your kids if you got little girls and they might not know what they want to do yet, or maybe they are interested in basketball. Show them the WNBA. Let's get that get that train rolling over there. Yeah, other than that, definitely be hoping. They've been hoping though, because Lisa Leslie was on another level. Right. But well, anyway, that's neither here. That's another top five debate right there. <laughs> right. Uh but yeah, man, uh, I got a little bit of extras, man. Two, I got two extras. Not really extra, but I guess people be doing some extra. So we're gonna touch on it real quick. One first, man. I just it's just crazy to me that we had another mass shooting 
where somebody got arrested and then get killed. A white guy got arrested, he got arrested and then get killed, and my my dude was armed. Like <laughs> so, so now what I'm basically getting at now is is that we obviously know that there's a difference in what's going on. Like you know what I'm saying? We already knew it then with the, with George Floyd. We knew it before then, but y'all seen it live. You know what I'm saying? And it went viral for y'all with George Floyd. Uh, you know, and I'm by I mean y'all, I mean not people who don't look like me. <laughs> the the you know the rest of the community or whatever. But it's just crazy, man. That's another person armed went went got arrested went and got arrested. And I'm not saying that these people should be killed or whatever. They definitely, if they you can bring them in, bring them in. But y'all can bring us in too, man. So, so come on, man. Stop the bull. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm just put bring that up like that. I ain't gonna go on a whole huge. Yeah, I didn't. Thing. I didn't want to mention it, man. I'm just. Yeah, I didn't want to mention that either. I'm just at this point, man. I'm just kind of tired of talking about it. Not not that specific situation because that's mm-hmm. you know recent news. But just it just seemed like once a month, where It's the same old. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Same thing. Same thing. But like you said, like it's clear as day. You know, a guy walk in with a gun, shoot ten people, and uh, that that the situation gets de-escalated pretty peacefully. Versus a guy just get pulled over, and now you get he gets shot two, two three times because you said you was in fear for your life and doesn't doesn't have a weapon on him at all. Like, come on, y'all y'all gotta y'all gotta make it make sense. Yeah, and even in cases where they do have weapons, man, like if you can de-escalate somebody with an assault rifle, you could de-escalate somebody, you know what I'm saying, with a pistol or whatever they got on them, man. Like I understand in a situation where somebody busting at you or they being aggressive, then maybe depending on, you know, the circumstance, but at the rate that is going on, like, we, you know, we got to cut that out. Yeah, got to cut that out. And then, uh, and then I wanted to pose another question for people, man. I think it's crazy. This is just me talking right here. You know what I mean? Agree or disagree, whatever. Um, how we say we live in a land of the free when we start trying to deny people's basic civil civil liberties, like the freedom to choose something. Mm-hmm. So let me say that again to y'all. Y'all saying we live in a land of the free and home of the brave, but we denying people simple civil liberties, like the right to choose something. So y'all take that where y'all at, man. But I just think that y'all not really trying to be as free as y'all say y'all are unless we doing what y'all want us to do. That sounds like a great first class topic. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I dropped it off like that because I figured we'd just go more into detail about that on that uh, platform. But yeah, man. So the ladies know what I'm talking about and black people know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, disenfranchised communities in general know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, man, something to think about. Anyway, man, how you closing us out today, brother? Uh, Well, y'all already know, man. It's your man, the Beer Wonder, E. Carter, host of First Class Podcast. Um, be on the lookout. I do. I am back doing uh, advertisements. I'm trying something a little bit different. You'll be able to see that on the next First Class show. Uh just tell me how you like it. If you are looking for, you know, upgrading your marketing or trying to get some advertisement done, hit me up for details. Uh, the beer oil is still going. I got beer oil and beer bombs still available. Uh, I do need to re-up on shampoo and some other things. But beer oil and beer bomb is still available as well. 
and oh, and also uh, first class interviews. I'm starting that back up as well. So you know, if you're trying to just have a one on one with your boy, you know, then we can also sit down and talk and just go. You know, nothing too major without being in the main show. But other than that, man, that's that's really all I got, man. And you can catch me on the First Class Podcast, of course, uh, Facebook, First Class Podcast, fan page. I almost had a brain fart. <laughs> first Class Podcast Media fan page. And then we also got the, the main page as well, which is First Class Podcast Media. And then Instagram, which I'm really not on Instagram a whole lot as far as uh, – as far as the podcasts go, but you know, everywhere else, y'all probably know where to tag me at. But just hit me up on Facebook. I am on TikTok as well, trying to get more content. So check me out. Yeah, man, definitely check that out. Check out our brother, Schools Bronson, Schools Bronson underscore TV. Got uh, JD with the Drippy Network. Check that out. Our man, S. Foster with the Stolen Time Podcast Network. Check that. Check all of those out. Uh, and then, you know, you know how we do, man, over here. We got the Link Podcast coming back. Man, I've been having a very special guest I've been trying to negotiate times with, so I've been trying to wait to bring it back uh, until I get him on. We're working on that, man. I'm excited about that. I ain't going to spill the beans just yet. As far as the C Podcast, this podcast, I'm going to start doing what's called C Shorts. Y'all going to start seeing them soon. Since we do the show every Tuesday sometimes or, or all the time, we can't react to events or things that happen in the sports world right away. So y'all start seeing us reacting a little bit more uh, candidly about events that happen because it's a few few times where I wanted to go live and just go ham on something, and I, I haven't because I'm like, I got to introduce that first. But that's going to be called C-Shorts. Uh, so y'all check that out when something crazy happened. We'll pop on either, when it, either right after it happened sometime or uh, the next day. You know, we'll pop on it and just talk about it for a few minutes. So check out that C shorts. Also, you see at the bottom of my uh, handsome self right down there, Siege had the link ENT LLC and at Siege 101. Check those out and at Kurt's Custom Engraving. Check all of that out. Got new products coming up soon for that. You need something engraved. Uh, again, uh, shout out to Ethan for the comment. We appreciate, uh, appreciate you contributing to the show. Uh, Everybody who listen, everybody who watch, we appreciate y'all too. Subscribe, like, share. Share, 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 share. Hit that notification (laughs) button too. And don't you forget it. Right. (laughs) All right, man. But anyway, man, uh, E, I always appreciate you coming on with me, man, and doing this thing. Yeah, man. And then we'll hit them back on the next podcast or on the next seat short. We love y'all and we out. Yes, sir.